Hello, welcome to episode 55 of the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by our lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Brett Nicholson. Thank you very much, Sarah. And uh, on our, I have to say this, on our YouTube where we're sharing these videos yeah. on film, there was one comment that somebody yeah. said, this person ought to do more voice work, which we all agree. I mean, uh, Talking about Sarah, me, yeah. yeah, that's right. Sarah <laughs> did the voice on, on the films and also does the voice of the podcast and always gives us an air of legitimacy. It's very true. I'm glad they that. recognize the talent. Maybe I should share links to the podcast with that guy. Maybe he'd be interested in you listening to the podcast. That's right. You should. <laughs> that's a way to that's start. Right. Um, we're going to start all of our podcasts during our Centered series, uh, which we just finished week two of uh, this past Sunday. You can go to onelifechurch.org, find the message there, um, or you can go open up the One Life app, hit Centered at the very top. You can find the message, you can find the um, the video that we created, short film for that as well. And we're going to start all these podcasts with a little bit of coaching and teaching from Brett, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Brett. Thank you, Sarah. And, I, and I'm and i just going to do this just out and not be a dialogue, but then I may not be able to stand it that you're just having to sit there awkwardly and uh, you'll be there. But uh, the main thing I want to remind everybody is we said our goals are pretty much threefold for the Centered Series. First is, is to build a Christ-centered worldview. Second is to build confidence in a Christ-centered worldview. And then third is to learn how to have conversations of a Christ-centered worldview. And uh, so that's what the podcast is really for those those uh, the two things, conversations and confidence. And we talk a little bit about that on Sunday, but uh, and today we're going to have a great conversation here in just a moment. But I want to take us back to what we said last week when we said kind of our core verse for the conversation piece is First Peter 3. And that's, uh, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience. And so that's the commissioning. That's the classic verse for if anybody ever asks you, why do you believe the things that you believe? You should have a ready-made answer. And so this past Sunday, I talked about, I, I use the scales, which the scales, the old time scales, I've used it for 20 years. But now what I'm doing is I want you to use it, believe it or not, because I've thought about it a lot and just kind of thought, I think it's a fairly useful tool because you can write things on a napkin. It's something that you can have as a tool just to kind of map out in your mind. How would you give reasons to someone? Now, I also said on Sunday to get you listen to this podcast, I said, I'm going to give the two largest weights that I believe on the the belief side of the line. Uh, before I do that, though, I wanted uh, there was a man by the name of uh, William Lane Craig, who's considered the foremost apologist in the world right now. He's spoken all over the world. He's debated big time scholarly atheist in the whole, uh, whole nine yards. And, and I heard him say once that when it comes to this passage, he believes that every single Christian person ought to have written down in their pocket at least five evidences of why they really believe that uh, someone should believe in Christ. I mean, have a reason prepared and thought through already. And so we want to help you do that. And that's why I want to think about the scales. I would encourage you to kind of look on the belief side, write down reasons why you believe. On the doubt side, write down some questions that you can kind of struggle with, and then try to build the belief side of life. It's trying to put more weight on that. But let me give you a couple of weights. And this is something that also uh, William Lane Craig said. I'm really just kind of repeating a lot of his stuff, but he's a lot better at this than I am. He said, always remember there's a difference between knowing Christ and showing Christ. Because when we talk about reasons, I think some of the people I know when I talk about math or language or mind or any of the stuff that we talked about, 
Some people are really into it. I know that. Some of you are dying a thousand deaths because you're wanting me to talk about, you know, worship or how to overcome anxiety or some of the headier stuff you're just not into. And I understand that. And you wonder, does that stuff really matter? Well, it only matters in the sense that the difference between knowing Christ and showing Christ. Some of you, to know Christ, you don't need any of that stuff. You've had an experience with Him. You believe in Him. You walk personally with Him. You're completely fine. But this passage is about showing Christ. Be prepared to give an answer to, for the hope that you have. And what you want to be prepared for is an answer that would be compelling to someone else not just you. You have enough built in. That's why you're a believer. And you may have had one experience that blew your mind or you transformed your life and you're good. You're fine. But oddly enough, I say that even though the first of, I think, the greatest weights of all that you can put on that belief side that you ought to have ready is your own story. It really is that way. The Bible says in Romans that God has... Um, his spirit testifies with our spirit that we are his children. And so on some level, every believer has that moment that they went from not believing this and not experiencing it to believing it and experiencing it. But we used to, I, w- I was coached in how to share my faith with people. Always be prepared to have about a two or three minute version of your story that's told in a way that's compelling to other people. In other words, not long-winded, not kind of uh, not not something that's going to take forever to do, but just always just kind of be practiced up on what that would look like because it is compelling. Because here's the here's why it's the heaviest weight. Um, it's the heaviest weight because think of it this way: the most attractive thing in the world, I believe, to most people is an authentic, respectfully communicated faith. An authentic, respectfully communicated faith. In other words, people are first interested to know if you're the real deal. So that means really focusing in on, okay, what's my story and do I live this story? That's the most important belief for knowing Christ and showing Christ. And the reason that you have Bible study and prayer and worship and and all the rest is developing that side and becoming increasingly the real thing, because that's what people are looking for, because they first have to trust you before they will listen to you. When we know that's true across the board, we're all that way. So that's the first most important weight. The second uh, weight on the scale on the belief side would be the resurrection, because we always have to remember there are limits to our own personal testimony. Our own personal te- testimony, it's for authenticity, it's for trust, but it's not a hugely compelling reason of why someone else should believe, other than they'll trust what you're saying to them. So we just have to remember the reason we come up with evidences, whether it's talking about mind or I like to talk about, yeah, I can talk about archaeology or, or the Bible background or whatever else, depending on the person that's sitting in front of me. I want to be prepared for those kinds of things. But so you always want to have something that's outside of your own faith so they can objectively look at it for themselves. And that is absolutely the starting place and ending place is the resurrection. And I think most apologists would tell you that is lock your faith into the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, his life, who he is, his death, but his resurrection, because there's evidences for it. Familiarize yourself with those. Always bring things back to that. Always because, you know, whether it's creation or evolution or why does God allow suffering? Uh, I remember one apologist that we had come in, his name was Michael Lacona. He said, always remember this. If the resurrection happened, Christianity is true, period. That's the end of the story, because that's that really is real. And so even if those questions are out there, like whether it's evolution or suffering or any of those other things, if Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, 
there's answers to those questions. That's why you always want to lock in and link to that. And we're going to expand on that in weeks to come as we have some people come in and talk and interview. But I want you, I want to challenge you to explore and really deepen your own ability to communicate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and why you would believe such a thing like that and the evidence behind it. So you've done a great job, Sarah, just kind of sitting here patiently Thanks. and taking Thanks. it all in. Uh, you ought to do this professionally. You really should. Yeah, so, you know. But that's it. And that's just kind of on the confidence side, but building that. And now we're going to have some conversation uh, with someone that's kind of walked through the journey of, of, of going from unbelief into belief. And so that should be a fun thing to explore in real life. Yeah, we're excited to uh, have Brandy and Julian on. We'll be talking to them here next. As we continue on, we're really excited to welcome Brandy and Julian Fleck to the podcast today. Guys, thanks for joining us. We're excited to be able to have some conversation with you today. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Thank you for asking us. Cool. And we always want to start out kind of just getting to know people. So just let us know a little bit about you, kind of some things, um, you know, kind of work you do and just a little bit about you. Start with Brandy. Uh, so I work in safety. I do communications in the safety world. Yeah. Um, very technical stuff, right? Uh, other than that, uh, married to this cool guy over here. Cool guy. I'll never yeah. hear that again. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's <laughs> yeah. a public thing. For how long now? Uh, two years. Two years. We've been together okay, since 2010. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good deal. Been for a while. And my name's Julian Fleck. Um, I work in the convention services industry uh, for a hotel here locally. It's awesome. And you guys actually were in a film that we did here at One Life uh, just over a year ago or so. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time we met you guys. And it was really fun. We asked you to do some really random things and filmed it. And yes, it turned out did. to be a really great <laughs> film. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it was when he had that kind of epic mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustache. Yes. One of the reasons he made it in the film, I think. Yeah, I think so. That, that got that me the That was the part. audition right there. I got the <laughs> That's part. what won me the part. Uh, <laughs> some of you will remember that. There would be a quiz. Let's see. What was the song we did for it? It was a... Um, oh, gosh, oh gosh, I'm, I'm I don't forgetting remember. what the band was. Imagine Dragons. Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And I can't remember um, what song. I love the song, but it was, yeah. And You listen to them all the it, time. It opened, up, <laughs> it opened up and we had you smoking a lot, didn't we? Yes, <laughs> something I also don't do, just for <laughs> the right. listeners Just for the record, it was acting. We, we did uh, a lot of cigarette Lots shots. Lots of fog, too. Yeah, fog and... <laughs> And yeah, Brandy right. was in that yeah. as well. We did. We were. I remember we were out at yeah. the riverfront in Newburgh, and it was super cold. It was cold. At yeah. one point, I had my wedding dress on. Yeah, that's right. We were dancing yeah. in an old, like old, old building with some weird stuff in there. So anyway, right. it's a whole random. But it was place. well worth the effort. Yeah, it was great and, and idea. So, um, and the goal today, through again through the podcast, is to continue being able to have conversations about worldview as we're in our centered series, and um, we wanted to just bring some people on and talk about kind of what worldview means to you or what it has meant to you and um, a little bit of your story. And so, Brandy, I'm going to ask you first. So when, um, what would you say when you hear the word worldview now? Well, I think worldview is really just your belief system and your value system, which I think kind of comes from when you're growing up, your parents really influence you. But then as you get a little older, some outside things start to come in and, mm -hmm. you know, you get influenced by other things, pop culture, I don't know, you meet new people from different cultures, that sort of stuff. So I think that's really the answer. Yeah. Um, Julie, anything you'd add? Well, she kind of stole my answer. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I was raised by two fantastic parents that uh, didn't have a lot but gave a lot. So, I mean, and then getting out of town and going to college and getting to meet all different kinds of people and seeing all different walks of life. Yeah. And so uh, what I'd love to do is just kind of get to know a little bit of your story and kind of 
um, as you guys both attend One Life Now and, and serving on teams here. And um, Brandy's on our broadcast team and Julian is, is on a worship team and actually getting ready to practice here in like an hour. So it's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Um, but five years ago, let's just start there. Five years ago, what would you have said your worldview was or what did it look like? Uh, five years ago, I think most of my worldview is based in science and kind of pop culture, I guess you would say, based on the things that my family taught me growing up. And growing up, my family, we considered ourselves Christian family, but we weren't, we didn't really have like a church that we went to. I think we went on like Christmas and like Easter. We were like that family and I'm not dissing it. You know, my dad tried really hard to like read the Bible to us. Um, he tried but, to read the Bible to you? No, he did read it to me. <laughs> Getting me to listen was like another thing. Oh, okay. You know. Well, I mean, sympathy your dad. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Yeah. But. So, I mean, I would say five years ago, though, I had gotten to a point where I kind of thought Christians and religion in general is kind of like a bad thing because if you see people fighting about it, see them using it almost like a sword as a weapon right. uh, to marginalize other people sometimes. So... Um, I kind of stepped away from it and I was like, no, I don't believe any of that. Like these people are crazy. Like I don't want to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's where I was five years ago in terms of religion. Mm -hmm. So most of my worldview is just focused on the people right in front of me. That that was, was there like a conscious choice you remember making? Like, okay, these people are crazy. I'm out of this. I'm going to distance myself. Yeah. Actual conscious thing in your mind. Uh, Yeah. I think it was gradual though. I don't think it was like one thing. I think it was just a combination of a bunch of things that all added up for me. Right. And just the social media being the biggest thing, you would always see stuff like that where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, 90% negative and then, right. You know, I was wondering if there were ones that stood out, like, do you remember like some kind of big rock moments that, Mm -hmm. that added up to that conclusion? Uh, yeah. Like I, when people have like literal interpretations of every single thing in the Bible and rules in the Bible, or they use it to knock, what I'm trying to say is that at the time, the, the logic the people that I grew up around with Christianity, I didn't have the same belief system that they did. And I thought all Christians had the beliefs that they did mm. and that everything was literal. So when I came here for the first time and you guys were talking about science in your Explorer series, I was like, oh, not everybody disses logic in sure. favor of 100% feeling. Yeah. Right? So... Now, was Brett. that your real perception? Oh, wait. Job, oh, thank yeah. you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So, was it your a part of your perception was okay, Christian people are not really into whether it's logic, call it logic, call it science, call it any of those things. Was that that really was kind of your perception was that's the way things are. And if even if I were to do that, I'd have to sacrifice my my brain. Right, that, right. Okay. You could like you couldn't bring your brain to you church. You couldn't bring your brain to church. Right, See, right. Sarah, that's where that stuff comes from. And everybody thinks I'm just yes. old here. It's, uh, you know, instead, it's okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but you really didn't have that perception. Like, if yeah. I if I cross the line over to that stuff, I, I may be able to do that. But I'm, I might right. have to leave leave my intellect behind. If you were saying like if I if you grew up and kind of had some understanding and. Um, maybe had been through um, a little bit of Christian culture and worldview and then to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't really believe any of that. Did you feel like maybe culture was more accepting of that than a Christian worldview? I think so. Yeah. I think it's right now for sure. Mm. I think your your mainstream culture right now I think is very judgmental of Christian worldview. 
Yeah. Yeah. I okay. would agree. Yep. And then well, I think so. <laughs> yeah. But. Yes, we're getting some YouTube comments already. It's exciting. <laughs> That's right. Uh, which is fun. I, we've arrived. No, not really. Um, Julian, anything that for you five years ago, or even I don't know, in, just in the process of kind of um, working through what a Christian worldview looks like, or what? Um, well, I was raised Catholic, so um, okay. You know, for geez, sixteen years. And then there for a little bit, I just stopped going. And I think that was um, a little bit of just trying to find myself in sobriety, uh, just because I was newly sober. Um, and then eventually, Stacy just kept on saying, hey, you really need to check this out. I think this would be really good for you. Um, it'd help you with having a little bit of a center because you always feel lost. And then Brandy went, and then she's like, you really need to check this place out. It's really cool. And then I just started coming. I mean, um, it wasn't really until I talked to Matt and I just realized, like, wait a minute, you you just I'm just like you, you know. <laughs> we're actually very similar. We have the same values and thoughts, and I want to surround myself with people that mm. have the same thoughts and beliefs and stuff like that. So, well, know. a couple of things came up there. One was we said Stacy, and uh, I guess we need to back up a little bit, and, mm-hmm. then, and then Matt, and mm-hmm. Matt is. Matt who, if you don't Matt Breibogle. Yeah. Matt Breibogle, okay. Yeah. For those of you who Matt. know. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, oh, that's Lord. true. Who has taught here and things like that. But uh, Stacy was who? Stacy was, well, she was really our friend first, um, but she became our roommate for a while and lived right. with us. But um, so, yeah, she's just a friend that invited me here eight, nine times, you know. And I <laughs> Eight or nine no. times. It was a mm-hmm. lot, but she was very, like, gentle with it, but not forceful and... Um, when she would ask, there was no judgment behind it when I would say no. So eventually her soft approach got me to be like, okay, I'll come with you so you don't have to go alone. Hmm. Right. Oh, that was nice of you. Right. Like it wasn't, I was still stubborn about it. Like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to come with you because you keep asking me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, But when I got here and that series was going on, it was like opening up a new chapter for me, I think. Okay. So, so you, you would recommend that, I mean, was it at, at time number six? It didn't get annoying <laughs> to the point of please don't ask me that again. You didn't push back on. Maybe it? that that might be the way that I like said yes. Right? I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go so she can like she stop asking. Her. Right? Oh, okay. Like stop asking. Well, because we're but, talking we're talking about having conversations with people and just approaching people who believe different things. So some people might think, oh, maybe I shouldn't ask again. I've been turned down eight times now and but number nine might have been the magic one so yeah she was real gentle just like a text here there hey i'm going to church this morning do you want to come no okay you know it was never like hey you should come to church okay so she was just say you want to come with yeah like hey this is what i'm doing it's kind of cool you want to they got good music right they got good music you hear that everybody (laughs) there you go that's that's not a bad (laughs) bad way to look at it uh i'll ask a question so um as, as we have talked about, you know, a personal relationship, is there any kind of, um, for either one of you guys, a, a belief or something that stuck out that, that maybe is a reminder of you, like, man, the first time I heard that, I had never thought of that before. And that started kind of to make a little bit more sense of, man, I can't believe a Christian worldview or a view of, of the world through the lens of, uh, of Jesus. Like, is there anything that sticks out? Any kind of, um, whether it was just showing up or for you, you mentioned the, the specific series we talked about. Um, explorers like was there anything in there that like really jumps out at you uh I remember some I went to we do like worldview 101 I think Mm -hmm. is what we call it right and I went to I only made it to two of those classes but in one of the classes we talked about how the bible can be a piece of art that like it doesn't sometimes there's poetry in there 
It doesn't always have to be like a literal reading of it. And I think that was like the thing that flipped the switch in my mind and kind of changed my mind big time. Mm. Oh, is that right? Okay. Okay. So, which a lot lot of people don't know. When we say literal, the the whole issue is one of, well, some parts should be taken literally because it's what they were meant. Other parts are very poetic and some Mm -hmm. people, uh, and some people aren't aware of that. I think they teach that in there that there's different literary genres, just like in in all literature, there's lots of different collections of, uh, this might be song lyrics, this might be uh, prophetic sounding things, this might be more narrative, and then there's just straight out letters where they're writing normal things, but you weren't aware of that. No. uh, Yeah. I I always was taught from in my family in general that it was more it says this you got to believe exactly that word for word Mm -hmm. right Right? yeah Yeah. it's like the whole thing is the ten commandments or something yes there's just a lot more than ten yeah right every every page right Uh, what about you jillian did you have one of those things that kind of clicked kind of like that i mean like looking at the bible and then this is weird i always like picture it in my head sure yeah with this is what's going on and try to visualize it and see what people were going through and everything like that so i don't know i'm a little weird that way okay you're a drummer that so that's yeah, there that you go permission it to be a little weird <laughs> okay so you're picturing your head but you you gave you permission to mm-hmm. to picture more things is mm-hmm. that what was going on yeah. okay yeah, that makes sense and I know we talked a little bit um, before we started recording, and, and one thing that we had said, um, you had mentioned to me that I thought was interesting and something I'd love to explore a little bit of even coming into a church setting. Like you're kind of, you're coming in, you're getting connected and getting to know people, and that's amazing. But there was a point where you're like, I feel like I don't, I'm not like understanding things that other people maybe understand. Can you tell me like what that is like? Because I think that's something important for anyone who's exploring any worldview. At some point you come in and you feel like, Everyone's on another level. They know all this stuff. It's too hard for me to figure it out. Like, have you felt that way? Or oh, is yeah. It- uh, that's one of the main reasons, like, I'm afraid to pray in front of people. Um, I raised my hand the other week whenever <laughs> you ask. Yeah, we asked a group of people. Uh, yeah. If they, who, who's willing to pray in front of other people and who's not? And, I yeah. was like, I'm not willing. Don't pick me. <laughs> um, right. So I, I think because I... Don't I didn't go to church all the time as a kid. I didn't really learn things that some kids do learn if they grow up in a faithful family. So I just don't think I have as strong of a mm. base to lean on, especially when it comes to reading the Bible or quoting the Bible. Um, so I th- feel like my understanding, I still have a long way to go in my faith in terms of like actually understanding it. It's a feeling for me. Not necessarily that I always understand it, but I always feel God is here with me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and so you're, you're starting with that kind of relationship base and then moving on towards uh, growing in that relationship and information. And I think it's important to, for everybody to understand that. Like we talked about in, inviting someone to church, and I think I've given the stat probably more times than people care to hear. Uh, 90% of all people who ever come to Christ come to church first. That's a that's a international thing. That's not just an American thing. So inviting someone to church is a good way to start, even if you have to invite them nine times before they say yes. That, that can be a good thing. But they come on your arm, and I guess that, that kind of exposed you to a whole different world is what I'm hearing you say. It's yeah. like... Now, did you and Stacy talk much about it? Did you interact? Or? We did. We would go out to lunch sometimes after church and yeah. talk about it, and she was always very open and perceptive to the things I was saying that sometimes mm-hmm. she would disagree with, but she never let me know that I'm until later, I guess, you know, <laughs> but I mean, she's still doing that. She, oh, she's just way. a good yeah. listener in general. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I think she was just a really good friend about it and met me where I was mm-hmm. and didn't force right. mm-hmm. anything on me. 
Yeah, but it's yeah. cool that you say she was a great listener. Yeah, because so, that's another thing. It's, right, it's just learning to be that and taking uh, an interest in people's lives and and letting them be where because you, you said you didn't have much background at all, so you, really. you don't have yeah. a base of information. And I think that's one of the things we overlook a lot. Uh, right. It's very easy people who come in the church environment. Some of us have been in our whole lives and mm-hmm. we we know the stories, we know the drill, and other people literally don't have that. And that's one of the most important things to remember. I Anyways, mean, I continue. I continue keep learning and everything like that i mean it's like you said my faith just keeps growing and growing and growing even though i went to church i went to catholic mass every sunday every morning well you're an every sunday guy every sunday every sunday at nine o'clock in the morning always there (laughs) and then you know coming here it's like i just keep learning more and more i know and i enjoy that i mean i like it (laughs) and you get to play drums along with it which is a nice bonus i always i always equate it to charging my battery Coming to church every Sunday morning is like charging my battery and preparing me for the week. Oh, excellent. That's yeah. nice. We'll take that. <laughs> so what what's this look like for you guys together as you're both kind of learning new things? How is that um, like are you sharing things back and forth? You guys feel like you're learning things at the same time? Has it been like um, just encouraging in general or anything that you'd share there? Uh, I think in general it's like kind of, made us more patient with each other and more understanding of each other yeah oh yeah and our needs (laughs) i'm usually i'm a really mellow person so but (laughs) i'm just like oh wait a minute i can't i know what she's trying to get at i just need to be more patient about it okay Mm -hmm. Okay. well because you know when you like we pray together Mm-hmm. we really know what's on the other one's heart because mm-hmm. he'll say something that I have no idea he was thinking about until he asked God for something or thanks God for something. Mm. So it's kind of a cool. And then you pray out cool. loud with him? Do, what? Do you pray out loud with him? We, we do. do. We're not the best. I'm going to be honest. We do not do this every day. Um, not every day? You don't? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Are you serious? Yeah. We, it's something <laughs> we need to work God. on, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, my wife and I don't do that every day either. Yeah. Man, I just revealed something pretty wow, serious. Wow, yeah. yeah. we're not too I strange. That's, that's right, not every yeah. day. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we pray together. Yeah. And that's another thing that I, I, I would highlight. Um, you mentioned your wife, Krista, and uh, Brandy serves on a team with Krista. And it's it's fun because I think what I keep seeing in, in you on the worship team now, connecting with people is usually like kind of what you started talking about. Like someone invited you and someone came with you and you started connecting to other people. You said that you were talking to Matt. You're like, I feel like we believe a lot of the same things. Like there's this somewhere along the line, we've put up this wall and saying, I can't believe that because Christians or non-Christians, whether whatever side you're, you're looking at, um, don't believe that. And so we don't allow ourselves to have conversations. And so the hope for this, this kind of content is to be able to find a way, um, to continue to have conversations. So I'd ask you guys, what's suggestions for that? Like any way that if you're talking to someone, um, who has a different worldview than you, what's some suggestions or things that helped you, um, relate, which you've mentioned them already, but I'm going to have you say yeah. Again. Yeah, I think it's like meeting people where they are mm-hmm. and not forcing your beliefs onto them. Just listening, being a good listener and hearing their story and not throwing judgment on them immediately because they might be like an atheist. Oh, my gosh. They like, mm-hmm. oh, worst person ever. You know, <laughs> right. that's important, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just listening to people. I mean, you keep stealing what I'm going to say. So it's like, you know, oh, you say like the first. same thing she said. It's kind of common sense, though, you know? I don't know. To me, well, it is. Well, you can never I mean, lose just by saying ditto when yeah, your wife says ditto. something. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's right. He knows yeah. what's up. Yeah. 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 Ermy Brownie <laughs> points. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think we, I think we said this last week, but it bears repeating because it actually came out some training that I had because uh, they emphasize always try to get to know someone's story because to the point of, like if someone calls himself an atheist and some people are more you don't know I don't know that you would have called yourself an atheist but you were said I don't believe that stuff anymore mm -hmm. but some would label it and wear it and even are more aggressive about it and they said it's very important to understand their story because there's probably a reason back there somewhere right and if you just immediately mm -hmm. start going back and forth over a bible verse you'll miss the fact that their mom died of cancer when they were a little kid or something right. like that right. and they said you want to find that kind of stuff out first and that way you can kind of meet in the real human place instead of just having some argument like you're going back and forth on Twitter or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and it just reminds me of that very thing. Right. And we need to keep repeating that as we're learning how to have conversations. Just if you don't even know how to have conversations about faith, the easiest way to do it is just to start getting curious about somebody's life sure. and find out their story. And typically those things that have to do with faith and values will rise to the surface uh, over time. And you can start gently texting someone, hey, I'm going to church. You want to join me? You can. And if they say no, you don't get all bent out of shape. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. Stacy on here. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, oh, that would be great for her. Yeah. Oh, she would love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing stories of people connecting other people and then finding places that you feel like you can belong and connect to. And so... Um, we're excited that you guys are here and excited that you guys are um, willing to have a conversation and just be real about this and being able to talk about um, kind of a process that you're in the middle of and we're all in the middle of. And um, I'm thankful that Brett's super honest about prayer because it makes me feel better. Hopefully it makes everyone else listening feel better. It's <laughs> really great. I'm, I'm here to lower the bar mm -hmm. for everybody. <laughs> but thank you guys for so much and for, you know, sharing a little bit of, of you know, your personal story, your personal life and, um, we're excited to continue to grow grow with you guys. So yeah, great thank stuff. you. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you for having us. That's great. Yeah. Brett, anything you want to add or close with or Well, what I would add is continue to listen to these. We're going to take different angles on this. Just we wanted you to hear um, someone's life that's just uh, among us here at One Life and how they took their journey and how others played a role in that. Uh, we'll take a, a different look at it uh, next week. Is uh, I think it's next week, right? We're yep. we're uh, going to have Braxton Hunter back on, who is a professional apologist, and so he's going to go on and he's going to talk about reasons and uh, how he's had actual you know crowd watching uh, debates and and share out of that. That experience and so uh, make sure you keep tracking with that because it is important not only to know these things that we're learning on Sunday but learning how to talk about them with people in our lives is critical and so we're going to keep just kind of hitting it from different angles my goal for next week is to have like three or four words that I feel like you and Braxton will be impressed with that I can just say randomly. I feel right, like okay. I'm a part of the conversation. <laughs> you guys start talking, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what's going on. So it's going to be great. I look forward to those words. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Be fun. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Brandy and Julian, for joining us. And um, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Podcast. If you heard anything that you want other people to know, we totally love it if you share that out on social media and let other people hear it as well. My name's Sarah and I produced this episode and our music was produced by Micah Robertson and Ben Brock. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you get an alert anytime there's a new episode. If you ever want to contact us at the podcast, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org.